0: Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur podcast. I am your host Nicole Leno and I am here with a very special guest, Miss Steph Weber of the Weber Co. Uh, Steph, thank you for being here. We are going to talk all things branding today, but I'm so excited to have you here because I think the way that you approach branding is very unique. And I'm excited for everybody to hear your story and just your take on branding overall and growing a business online. So can you introduce yourself, tell the listeners a little bit about you?
1: Absolutely, Nicole. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm honored to be here and to just shed some light on what branding really is and why it is so important for entrepreneurs, especially as we are thinking about growth in the next 12 months or whatever that may be for you and for your business. So a little bit of background on me. So as Nicole mentioned, my name is Steph Weber. I am um, a brand coach and marketing strategist and owner of The Weber Co., where we empower women entrepreneurs to build a brand that captivates and converts ultimately so that they can build their legacy, make massive impact, and get to their version of Lake House Dream. I always say that because my my dream is like this beautiful lake house that overlooks the lake and the water. I, I don't know. I have that in my head. And so I, that's, that's what we're working towards, right? And we, we all have those different dreams or different goals that we really want to achieve. And it's like, okay, well, where do we start? How do we actually get there? What does that look like? And so we support entrepreneurs on their journey to that via branding and marketing strategies. So here we are. Um, a little bit about my background. I've been working with entrepreneurs for the last seven years now in this space. Um, and my own brand started as a fashion beauty and travel influencer. In that I knew that I wanted to really support the small businesses and the entrepreneurs that I truly believe make our world go round and they make our community so unique and so special. Um, and In doing that and in collaborating with them and promoting their products or their services or whatever it may be, I was realizing that they were trying a tactic. They were trying influencer marketing. They were trying Instagram. They were trying Facebook. And those tactics, while they are great, if they didn't have that solid brand foundation, that strong message to really attract raving fans, their tactics were falling short. And I was like, okay, I, like this is what I studied. This is what I went to school for. I can solve this problem. How do we do that? I started consulting one-on-one with entrepreneurs. That led to coaching and led to me really going, you know, I, this is what I want to do full-time. I want to support entrepreneurs. I want to coach. I want to teach. I don't want to do done-for-you services anymore, but I want to be able to empower others with the tools and the skills that they need in order to effectively create an epic brand. What does that look like? And we've pieced together a 12 month program, which has been great. And here we are at the end of 2020, and it's it's been a wild, crazy year.
0: <laughs> it has indeed. Um, so I, I'd love for you to kind of let's start off just by telling the listeners a little bit about what really having a brand is, because I think that we get a, we hear the word brand and we think like colors and fonts and that type of thing. And we're not thinking about necessarily about message. So if you could give your take on what is an epic brand and why they need that rather than just like the Instagram strategy.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, branding used to be fonts, logos, colors, that kind of thing, kind of the visuals. If you were thinking like, oh, that... It's very aesthetically pleasing. Their Instagram feed or like their videos or whatever it may be, that used to be like an old way of thinking about branding. But as we really stepped into this online space where we have social media at our fingertips and we have the internet at our fingertips, we have to understand that all day long, our audiences are being bombarded with marketing messages of some kind buy this, buy this, buy this come join my course, come join my program, whatever it may be. Well, at the end of the day, your brand and your messaging as a whole is the reason that people are going to choose you. So the way that I teach branding is that it's the perception. It's the perception that your audience has of you. It's the emotion that's tied to the transformation that you help your audience achieve, regardless of what type of business you have, be it product-based, service-based, etc. But we really dive into branding at that deeper level of what is the problem that your avatar, I use the word avatar, so audience, target audience, whatever that may be, is truly experiencing. And it causes some kind of emotion for them, right? It causes some kind of overwhelm, frustration, stress, whatever it is. And you have realized, maybe you've walked through that yourself, or you you've been in your industry long enough to go, I have a solution for this. I have a powerful solution to be able to solve this problem. So you create an offer. Well, in that, you have to make sure that your messaging is very tailored to the avatar that you are working to attract. That's your brand. And in that, making sure that there are some emotional ties and connections because as human beings, we are motivated to buy based on our emotions and based on how something is going to make us feel at the end of some kind of a transformation or at the end of a buying decision. and. We have to make sure that as the CEOs of our businesses, we're in control of that message. And when people are talking about us, it's very much in alignment with what we are putting out there in terms of content, in terms of our core values, in terms of our mission, our vision, where it is that we're going and taking our audience along with us. And all of those pieces are part of really building that solid brand foundation. So the way that I teach branding really is that you have to lay that solid brand foundation, which is the messaging. It's having that solid understanding of your avatar. It's making sure that you're speaking their language. You've understood the transformation that you help them achieve through what it is that you offer. And then you can layer marketing strategies into that to amplify your message. And also along with that, you've cultivated raving brand fans that are also sharing your message that's in alignment with the direction and your vision
0: of where you're taking things anyway. And I I love all of that because it's very similar to what what I teach in my program as well, which is, you know, it has to be bigger than just like your Instagram following. And I think people get really really caught up in the numbers of how many followers, how many views, how many this, and and we lose the quality. And the quality is in the connection, really, with your audience. So I know that you kind of have a unique take on going beyond content creation, because that's another thing that I think people get like, okay, so now that's the content I have to create. And it's almost like, to me, it's like they're they're a little stuck in the weeds. Usually, when people come to me with these kind of problems, or when I when I speak with entrepreneurs that are in this space, they're they're stuck in the weeds. Where you know you got to come up a level and look at things a little bit differently, rather than just like what is what are all my posts going to be? Um, can you talk a little bit about your take on going beyond the content creation hamster wheel?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so this is one of my favorite things one of my favorite epiphany moments for entrepreneurs when I, when i explain this they go oh <laughs> i'm connecting the dots now which is, which is which is huge right so content creation is great and you obviously need to be out there sharing your message and sharing what you do and helping and guiding and leading and adding value and and all of these different pieces however if you are someone who is creating on instagram or you're doing the lives or whatever it may be and you're waiting, you sit, you post, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to get the likes. I'm going to get the views. I'm going to get the comments. Here they come. And crickets, you don't hear anything. And then you feel defeated and you're like, well, did it not resonate? Was it not a good enough picture? Was the caption not good enough? Etc. cetera, et cetera. In terms of going above and beyond the content, you have to take engagement steps to invite your audience to engage with you. Like I mentioned earlier, we are bombarded with marketing messages all day long. Not only does your message and your content itself have to stand out and really powerfully draw on your audience in a way that allows them to raise their hand and go, wow, I feel seen and heard and validated in this space because of of that message, but it piques curiosity enough for them to then take the next step with you. But sometimes they've got to be invited. And you have to actually go and engage with your audience on these platforms that you're using and leveraging, whether you're engaging with them in the comments, you're engaging with them on stories, you're asking them questions, you're sending a DM, you're making sure that you're taking the appropriate steps to actually drive the engagement and really build true community within your brand when you're creating content as a whole.
0: Yeah, there were so many things in there that that stood out to me. Um, one, like one thing that just kind of kept coming up in my head was like, you know, the the views, the likes, the comments. It's not the end game, no. And that, so we have this idea that it's like, how many comments did I get? What engagement did I get? And you, you brought up the concept of engagement steps. Which I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit on what you see as engagement steps and what people can how how they can incorporate that into what they do.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So let's just say, for example, you're on Instagram and you share, let's just say it's just a post. We're just gonna keep it nice and easy. It's a post. You're going to spend the next 20 to 30 minutes after you've shared some kind of a piece of some kind of piece of content engaging with your audience. This can be You're looking at who's following you. You're looking at who's liking that post right away. You're going to their account and you're engaging with them in some way. So you're liking their posts. You're commenting on their posts. You're showing them a little bit of love, letting them know, letting them know and letting also Instagram with the algorithm know that you're not just a user that's there to post and walk away. You're a user, you're an active user. You're there to post, you're there to engage. You're, I mean, Instagram is community driven, right? Like they they want people to be leveraging this platform in a way that prioritizes community and that prioritizes relationship building. That's what you have to do when you go to Instagram. So I always think of it as all right, I'm going to a networking event today when I when I go to post on Instagram and I'm like, all right, I'm going to a networking event and who is it that I can connect with today in some way, shape or form? And I go into it with the intention of who can I connect with? Who can I build a relationship with? May it, maybe it is a potential customer or client Maybe it is a potential business partner. Maybe it's a potential to do a podcast interview swap in some way, right? But all of these different pieces are available to us at our fingertips if we exert the energy to actually go and find people and connect with them in that powerful way. So you can comment, you can DM, you can like their posts, like just give a little bit of that energy and put it out into the world so that you attract that
0: right back. Yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. Um, because I, th- I think that we do get the, <laughs> that post and runway. And I-, I love that you brought up that from like Instagram's perspective. Like I think about it as an energetic perspective. And I think about it, like it- it's almost, it's almost passive aggressive mm-hmm. to me. Like you throw something up and you're just like, now you come to me. All right, come. And then you just check in later and you're like, nobody liked it. And then you, the shame spiral of it's not good enough. I'm not good enough. And I, I feel like that is just our minds and our ego keep, keeping us stuck. It's that fear of actually making it work that we almost self-sabotage it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I really, really love um, that approaching posting and approaching, you know, going on social media as a networking event. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it truly is. And, and beyond that too, like thinking about relationship building, you know what I mean? It's just, I mean, we crave connection now more than ever. I mean, we're, we're almost more connected than ever, but also feel more alone than ever. It's just, just this like weird thing that happens in our world. And I think that that's largely in part due to social media, but when you slide into someone's DMs, if, even if you're just replying to their stories and you're like, thank you so much for sharing this message today because it really resonated with me. It really inspired me. And now you're going to have a great DM conversation with this person who will hopefully reply to you if they are, are a great business owner, right? Or just a decent human being. They'll reply to you. And now you're, you have an opportunity to actually have a real conversation and real relationship with someone. And that's powerful. I mean, that's where these platforms have so much energy and power backed behind them because of allowing that those types of touch points. I mean, I can talk to people who are worlds away just through DMs and just through engaging with various different pieces of content. That resonate.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a common misconception amongst people who I, I hear from a lot of people all the time that they don't love social media, love hate with social media, and it's almost an excuse to not let it work or to not work for it in my opinion it's sort of it's a it's a it's some head trash that you're throwing around that is not serving you so you should get rid of that thought process as quickly as possible um but but one of the things that i i think a common misconception is is that the networking thing doesn't work that i've tried commenting i've tried liking i've tried doing this and it doesn't work and my answer to that usually is well how often have you done this and have you done it with the same people have you said, this is someone I want to build a relationship with? Or did you wave at someone across the bar and then walk away and then come back and never do it to that person again and wonder why they didn't ask you out on a date? It's, it, it, it's work. It's not magic. Mm-hmm. An amazing opportunity. <laughs> um, so I, I, I love that you brought that up. And I think that you do that so well because you do have this you do have great engagement on what you put up and you have built this really strong community on Instagram and on other platforms and you just have this kind of fearless attitude of showing up um and one question that i have for you you brought up because i know that this confuses my audience so i wanted i just want to get your it's it's slightly off we talked about it a few minutes ago but you talked about adding value mm-hmm. And I, I know that people get tripped up by this. They feel like they need to teach their hearts out all the time. And what is your definition of adding value?
1: Mm, this is a good question. And you do. You hear this so often. It's like, add value in your posts. Okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to add value? And sure, teaching, teaching um, and providing lessons and providing tips, et cetera, that is a great way to provide value. You can also provide value through the power of story. Through the power of sharing something, like for example, I, I I usually on Friday will share a more personal post, whether it is about being pregnant right now with our first and preparing for what that's going to look like in the journey of entrepreneurship or whatever it may be, but allowing my audience in a little bit and allowing them to know, oh, so Steph's really freaking great at branding and marketing, but she's also a real human. And she cares about people. And she comes from that place of genuine care as she cultivates her brand and and her community. So she lets us in a little. It's not just a, here's, here's a teaching moment. Here's five things you need to do on Instagram today. It's not about that. It's also about making sure that you're creating moments of very intentional and real human connection and leveraging story to do that is huge. So that's another way of adding value. And like we've mentioned teaching and adding value in that way or even allowing your audience we all have these beliefs about whatever it is that we are are working on as entrepreneurs. We've talked we've talked in this episode here a little bit about this idea of oh well I've tried it and it didn't work. I've tried it and it didn't work. Well that's about consistency. And that's a belief that as coaches, we have to shift that perspective of, it's not about trying something one time and going, oh, well, it didn't work, so it'll never work. It's about consistency in various different areas. So it's even in adding value and shifting beliefs and allowing your audience to go, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. And those, again, those epiphany moments that are like, okay, this, this makes sense. And that was really helpful for me today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And kind of leading into that, so piggybacking on the whole adding value in your posts, in your brand, and just being a brand of value, how does that... You brought up earlier about your brand is perception. Hmm. How does the value correlate to the perception that you are cultivating with your audience, that you are hopefully building purposefully rather than just haphazardly allowing it to happen.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the question I always ask myself is, what are people saying about the Weber Co. when I'm not in the room? What are people saying about the Weber Co. to their friends, to people who they want to come and be a part of our community? Does that align with A, our core values and what it is that we're actually putting out there? right? And B, does it align with how we want our brand to be perceived in the marketplace as a whole? And so whenever I'm thinking about, okay, this idea of this is how our brand is perceived, and we have to make sure that we're adding value, etc. In a way that is, is in alignment with that, it goes to that question of, what are they saying about us when we're not there when we're not in the room what are what are people saying to bring people into our community i mean we have people all the time who invite their friends to our facebook group or who are following us on social and we send almost everyone who follows us a dm on instagram and just welcome them to our community and they'll say oh yeah so and so told me to come and follow you they said that you had really great content here for entrepreneurs okay great that's very much in alignment that shows okay our messaging is in alignment with a, who our audience is and who we want to attract, but B, also what we want people to be saying about us to bring new members to our world and to our space.
0: And where do you tell somebody to start with that? So if they feel like they're... So if someone's like, my brand is kind of all over the place. I haven't had a targeted brand. I haven't I haven't done everything that you've been talking about. So what, where, where do they start as far as conceptualizing how to set up their brand, how to really approach it? to start testing cuz it's going to take testing it's going to seeing what people react to and and what the you know what the um, response from your audience is mm-hmm. where where do you have people start or what would you tell people to start thinking about
1: mm-hmm. I always start with avatar who is it that you're serving who is the business created for and i have my clients kind of do a deep dive into that audience avatar. And if you're going, well, my business is brand new and I don't really, I'm not sure exactly who that is. You probably have people in your space or your avatar might even be a previous version of yourself, right? But you probably have people in your space that you're connected to that you could ask some questions. You've got to do the research. It can't be a guessing game in terms of who it is that you've created this business for and what types of messages resonate with them and what, you know, what the end transformation is that you're cultivating? Is that something that's actually needed? Or are you creating it because you think it's needed, but it's not actually? You have to ask. You have to do the research there and you have to dig really deep into who it is that you are actually serving and who wants, needs, loves, your brand, your business as a whole, in terms of creating that solid offer, right? So you have to make sure that you have done that upfront work first. Once you've done that, then you can move into, okay, how do we position ourselves in the market? And I have my clients walk through a whole brand guide that we put together, which includes mission, vision, core values brand positioning statement, your brand promise. Uh, And it, of course, does include avatar as well. Those are just a few of those pieces. But that way, you have kind of a resource library for A, yourself, for B, anyone that you bring onto your team. And for C, when you go to create content, when I go to create content, I go back to my avatar. Is this something they need to hear today? Is this something that helps them? Is this something that helps them move the needle forward and gets them a win even through this free piece of content in some way? How does, this, how does this really benefit them and add, add value to their life in some way, shape, or form today? So I am using those pieces to go back to as I implement my marketing
0: strategies. And what do you say to somebody who goes through the motions? So they're like, all right, I, I've nailed down my avatar. Mm-hmm. I, I know their problems. I talk to them, but their problems, the way that I solve them and everything seems to be very similar to everybody else. How do mm-hmm. I stand out? in this incredibly crowded marketplace Mm -hmm. and the world of social media, how do I stand out as something different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while still providing value?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh. This is such a great question, especially when it comes to every industry is saturated, right? Every industry is saturated in some way. I actually saw someone post in um, my Facebook group the other day and they were like, I'm going to pivot because this industry is saturated. (laughs) I was like, you can pivot to whatever industry you want, but every industry is saturated. It's about making sure that you stay convicted to your beliefs as a human and as a brand, and you allow that message to shine through. At the end of the day, No one has your exact same story. No one has your exact same intentions, but you have to make sure that that's resonating in everything that you're creating. So for example, one of our core values here at the Weber Co. is celebrating through adventure. This is very much relevant for A, who I am as a human being, but B, what I believe in terms of celebrating as business owners. So let me just kind of give you the background on this. We have a forerunner. We live in Phoenix right now. We have a forerunner. We have a tent on top of our car and we go and we hike and we camp in the woods and like, it's a whole thing. And we sleep on in this tent on top of our car and we adventure. And part of that for me is just allowing myself to step away as an entrepreneur and allowing myself to be in a space that is so inspiring and so beautiful and just Oh, in nature, in some capacity, right? So we celebrate our entrepreneurs through adventure. We have a retreat that we're hosting in 2021. As we hopefully we will see what we will see what the world brings for us in this year, but we're we're planning it. Um, but part of that is we want to take entrepreneurs out of their space that they're in every single day, whether it's their home office or a co-working space or whatever. Bring them to a beautiful environment where they can feel inspired, where they can have brand photos done, where they can kind of find a renewed energy and we can also celebrate our wins because that's a that's a huge thing that especially for someone like me I'm so goals driven and just like all right I hit that goal on to the next hit that goal on to the next and we don't even take time to celebrate or be grateful for that time in between right for the for hitting that goal or for getting that win. And so anyway, that's one of our core values. And so I'll talk about that. And I'll show some of our hiking and camping adventures, because that's part of who I am. And not every brand coach is that way. So that I know that that's something that's a little bit different for the Weber Coast. So you have to figure out a where you fill gaps. That was an example of how we're different. But how do you really fill gaps? And what are those gaps in your industry and in your market? And how can you speak those? And then B, what makes your brand unique that draws people to you that has people go, Oh, like that's kind of cool and different and not something I've seen before.
0: Yeah. This is, which I love that you have a tent on top of your (laughs) forerunner. I need to see, I got to go through your feed and find a picture of that because PS you're like eight months pregnant right now. (laughs) Yep, Mm -hmm. I'm picturing you climbing on this all pregnant. Um, what I could, you know, I, I think that what the message in there is is that, and because i I believe that business is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um I believe that it is a as as you grow as a person, you will see your business grow. Mm-hmm. And the more you turn inward and get comfortable with whatever makes you uncomfortable and and embracing who you really are, that that exercise alone of being like, you know, I'm here, this is who I am. And being unapologetically, you, Is really that that's your special sauce? Mm -hmm. That's the piece, Mm -hmm. and so you're taking like you look at that. You know, celebrate was was it celebrating through adventure? Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Celebrating through adventure. I love that. Like I I love that line. I love like having a line of this is what I this is one of the things I stand for. Yep. As a brand, not as this is how you grow your business. Like this is one of the core. Like this is a this is somewhere between like a belief and a value exactly yep 100% you're exactly right
1: nicole and that and and that's like that's what it comes down to at the end of the day you have you have to stand firm in that and what i've noticed with entrepreneurs is that especially those that are first starting or maybe those that are in a pivot they're going Well, everyone else has this kind of messaging and they seem to be really successful. So maybe I should align that as well. If it's not true for you, if it's not true to who you are, your your audience will be able to see through that. They can feel that. They can see through it. And then they don't trust you, right? You have to walk your audience through that no like, trust process. And if they're confused about your messaging or you're not fully confident in it, how do you
0: expect them to be confident in you? that's how you end up hating your brand and hating your business because you're just like, something just doesn't feel right. I hate this because you're being a big phony and inside that feels crummy. That feels terrible. And that's going to read as, people aren't going to respond to it because you're holding back or because you're being something that you're not. And every day when you show up, you're going to like break out in hives because you're like, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And you're forcing it. Mm -hmm. And I know because I have been there. I think a lot of entrepreneurs start out in that place because you're like, you're finding your way. So you're following the recipe that you're, you, you know, you are deriving from what other people are doing. You're like, okay, I tasted that food and I think they put this, 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 and this in it. And it might come out okay and edible, but it's not like nobody's coming over being like, you got to make that again. Uh-huh. We want to get to that spot. We want to get to that spot where people are like, you're coming. Oh my God, you have to make that dish. Yes. That's yep. your sauce and and embracing who you are uh, it, it's it's a hard thing to teach it is it is a hard thing to teach. It's a hard thing to teach and it's a
1: hard thing um to to get entrepreneurs to that place and to that mindset. What I have realized is that a lot of it has to do with unpacking some of our personal story and unpacking some beliefs that have been instilled in us from a very young age and working through those pieces, but also getting to the point where, you know, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we get to this place where we want to please everyone and we want to, we want to, please, you know, please the people in our audience and all the things. You're not going to make everyone happy. You're just not. That's not possible. And if you're trying to do that, you will not have a business. You will not have a business that really grows and is sustainable. You're going to sometimes, not have people that agree with you, that's okay. That's a beautiful thing about being human beings and about creating a brand where you're so convicted in your beliefs that you're like, this is just who we are. This is what we stand for. And if you're not on board that train, that's okay. That's okay. There's somebody else out there for you who might be a better fit for you as a coach, as a mentor, as a course creator, whatever it is. But you have to make sure that you've done the inner work, like we chatted about earlier, that inner work to really unpack those pieces so that you can bring up these beliefs and so that you can have that piece of confidence and that piece of conviction to say, this is who we are and we're moving forward. And if you're not on board, that's okay. That's okay. But this is where we're headed.
0: And you don't want every client. But that that is a really, you know, people, your dream client is the one who... You want to work with, and who wants to work with you? Who you mesh with? Who says you can solve my problem because I learned enough about you through your free content that I'm sort of sold on you already. And that's not a marketing strategy; that is a connection strategy, and that's the recipe for happy clients, happy you.
1: One hundred percent.
0: Exactly. So I, I like I totally jive with everything that you have been saying, and I know that. First of all, for everybody that doesn't believe that engagement and that whole networking game online, if you don't believe that that works, I I think the best way to learn it is to the way that I was really exposed to it was people doing it to me. People having that back and forth with me. And I'm like, oh, this this is really interesting. I'm actually, I see how this works. She wrote me. I wrote her back. I feel like I know her now. Mm -hmm. And that is what and then I started doing it. And that's how it works for me now as well. So if you are looking to see how this works, can you give them your Instagram handle because they should really be following you because you are absolutely somebody to watch your your the way that you manage your community and the content that you put up is just is is just five star.
1: Well, thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are. We are at The Weber Co. Um, and Weber is just with 1B. I'm sure Nicole will put that in the show notes, but you can connect with us on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, you can check out our website, theweberco.com. But we'd love to connect. And when, when you come and follow along at The Weber Co., you'll probably receive a DM message. But could also send us a message first and let us know that you're there. Let us know that you heard about us on this podcast so that we can connect um, in that powerful way. I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, this um, and and you have a Facebook group as well. Just tell them where else that you can keep in touch with them, where they can keep in touch with you and anything else that you want to say before we wrap up, if you want to wrap up with a final message to the group. Absolutely.
1: Um, So first of all, you can come and join us inside of Brand Building Rockstars on Facebook. That is our Facebook group community. I'm live in there once a week. We've just brought on a second coach as well. So she's going to be live in there too. Tons of free value, tons of just great resources for our community of entrepreneurs. Um, I think in terms of final messaging here today, if you haven't done this this brand work. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to pivot and to adjust. I'm in the middle of a rebrand right now. As we have experienced growth this year, our business needs to shift ever so slightly. Just our messaging is shifting a little bit as we grow and as we evolve. And that's great. That's, that's what should be happening. So don't feel like when you go to create this brand, like this is it and this is the end all be all and it's never going to change. It will change. As your business grows and you evolve as a human being, that will grow and evolve as well allow space for that. And don't be afraid of standing firm in your convictions and just standing up for who you are in your brand as a whole and allowing it to be the catapult that moves you forward and allows you
0: to grow in massive ways that you wouldn't have otherwise expected. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Thank you for ending on that note, because that is such an important thing for people to remember that just start do what feels right, right now that is true to you. And don't worry about being married to it for the rest of your days. Like don't put don't put the stakes that high because then you won't start. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. And that's the worst thing that you can do. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> well, Steph, thank you so much for being here. This was this was literally jam packed with value. So I'm just so so grateful for you coming in and sharing your knowledge. Sharing your energy and just being here and and sharing all this amazing information about branding. And I hope that all of our listeners follow you because you absolutely set a fabulous example. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nicole. I really appreciate you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you getting this far and listening to the end with us. Remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. So when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become a limitless entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.